You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Super Bulldog Weekend. Dogs and Rebels have split the first two. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Starkville. Still a busy downtown Starkville this morning. The crowd is filing in over at the Starkville Cafe. Not a parking spot to be had on Main Street. A lot of folks in town this weekend. And uh, Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. Home, life, auto, whatever you're in the market for in the insurance world. Go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. Well, Charlie Winfield, man, yesterday was a lot of people. My heavens. I had to go back and watch the game to figure out what happened. Yeah, I know. It's, it, was, it was quite crazy. And it made me think back to, I think it was 2017, we went to Baton Rouge and played in a Super Regional down there. Game one, we had a lead. They came back and won. Alex Box was packed. It was a raucous crowd, and the post-game guys were like, you know what, tonight's as good as it gets. Tonight is tonight is as good as, as LSU baseball gets. And it was a tough loss for us. It was a kick in the teeth. But as a sports fan, if I go to Notre Dame, I want to see a packed house and they're playing USC. If I want to go see the Red Sox play, I want a packed house and see them play the Yankees. Yesterday was one of those sports moments where it's a packed house, it's two rivals, it's a baseball game that comes down to the bottom of the ninth. Yesterday as a sports fan, and not to get overly emo- emotional about this, yesterday was about as good as it gets. Can I give you a controversial hot sports opinion here, Bart? I will take it. I actually enjoy, and I used, this is different. This is new, Charlie. I enjoy watching Mississippi State and Ole Miss play baseball because whether I pull for Ole Miss or I do not, and I think everyone understands where I stand on that issue. I, I hate saying this, but when you start lining up the characters in the SEC, I think that, it, that, that is a, a worthy opponent. It's a good opponent. They play the game right. You don't see the – I mean, when Ron Polk is being announced, that entire team was out of the dugout clapping for Ron Polk, you know, when he was being announced on Friday. And we lost, and I hated it. And it was a good baseball game if you could step back. And yesterday we won, and I loved it, and it was a good baseball game if you could step back. Now, there were mistakes made, but what I'm saying is I didn't see just a bunch of nonsense. You know, I saw two good college baseball games. Tell me that I'm wrong. No, and I want to tag on to that. In today's world of transfer portal, and, yeah, we've got a lot of new guys. They've got a lot of new guys. But to me – as a fan, you, you mentioned, you know, the opponent and knowing the opponent. Mike Bianco's been in that dugout for 23 years. You know the opposing coach. Chatagnier's been there for three years. T.J. McCants has been there for three years. 19. Yeah, I mean, Doherty comes up and starts the other night. I mean, you see guys that you recognize. You know, that's one of the things we talked about in basketball. One of the great things about SEC basketball, not only did you know your guys, but you also knew the other team's guys. 
you know who you're playing against. I know that's kind of a crazy way to say it. No, I think that's so. You know all Yankee, the you know all the parts in the play. You, you you used Red Sox Yankees a minute ago. I couldn't stand Dustin Pedroia. The man, the little dude just drove you nuts. But you had to kind of begrudgingly respect the guy. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. And there is something to me that is more enjoyable about knowing who is across the way. It's uh, There is just a value to understanding the opponent. I look back to Friday night, and, and you mentioned the loss for State on Friday night was hard. You give up a couple solo home runs in that game. You hit a couple solo home runs in that game. Here's the thing I look at. Doherty struck out, what, five guys the other night, six guys the other night. I think Ole Miss had seven strikeouts total in that game. Yesterday, we only struck out six of their guys. And so I left there thinking, hey, solo home runs have been the big factor this weekend. Now, Ledbetter had to hit a big two-run home run. But if you're not giving up free bases and you're pounding the strike zone, both of these teams kind of look like each other. Am I wrong for saying that? No, I think you're I think you're right. In in a lot of ways, these two teams are similar. They've both been hurt by pitching injuries. And I think a lot of what happened to us last year, you lose a Landon Sims, you lose Stone Simmons, everything's got to slide up a notch. You're seeing that with Ole Miss. You're seeing guys who have to pitch in starting roles who should be coming out of the bullpen. I was thinking this morning, what a lineup you could make, what a pitching lineup you could make. If you could just take the players for both these teams who can't play, you took the guys who were hurt and you could roll them out there, we can have a pretty good squad ready. Yeah, you could. I mean, of course, from our standpoint, you're thinking about Stone Simmons. You're thinking about Pico. Brooks Auger. Brooks Auger. Guys that have pitched really well for you. Of course, Ole Miss, Hunter Elliott, Mallets, Maddox. I mean, they, they've got some guys too. Yeah, so – but I, I thought it was two enjoyable baseball games, if not always cleanly played. Here's another positive for Mississippi State. It goes back to the point that you were just saying. It hasn't been that frustrating pound the seat in front of you. Why can't somebody throw a strike weekend? Maybe that's why I've enjoyed it. Because <laughs> what we walked, two on Friday, two yesterday. That's that's crazy. We walked four guys this weekend. And, hey, we are brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. I want to touch on that in just a moment, Charlie. Strange Brew Coffee House now with three locations. It's where I got my blueberry-flavored coffee this morning. Got a little cream, got a little sugar. Feel ready to go for the broadcast today. You got me and Charlie again today at 1 o'clock, Friday night. And then yesterday, Mike Monaco, Todd Walker. Let me tell you this, not their fault that they had to broadcast from their house. We'll touch about that in a minute, too. But Strange Brew Coffee House, three locations, Spring Street and Highway 12. That's the original. Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Then on University Drive and now in Tupelo. Four locations. You had Tuscaloosa now as well. Strange Brew Coffee House. Drink it every single day. And I'm not going to lie, Charlie. Tastes really good this morning. Well, I'm going with the regular leaded. Regular person. leaded. Do you have cream and sugar in there? <laughs> person you think I am. <laughs> All right. So you talk about walks. Yesterday, in the ninth inning, Dome comes in. He gets out of the eighth inning with a little bit of trouble. Gets out of the eighth. Then in the ninth, you've got the one-run lead. Back-to-back doubles to start the ninth inning. And he gave up some seeds. I mean, Ole Miss hit some balls hard against Dome. But 
And it wasn't the second time through the order for him. No, either. it was not. Only faced 10 guys. But what's the thing that has driven us crazy about this pitching staff this year? It's about giving up free bases. And so you can't have it both ways. Though That's right. You can't say throw strikes and then get mad when somebody hits it. And that was my thing yesterday. You're like, golly, you're giving up his. Well, at least he's not walking, guys. At least he's not falling behind 2-0 and in giving up those seeds. Can I – I want to tag on one thing to that, though, because it is easy to look at the top of the ninth and say, man, Don comes out here and gives up back-to-back doubles. What happens? But you know what he did? He got out of it. Well, that's the thing, too, is you look at that ninth inning. What if, it, what if that game is a two-run game? All right, so you got a man standing down on second base when that – actually a man standing at third when that inning ended. And when you give up hits and you give up the lead, how tough is it to zero in and get out of that inning? Sometimes, hey, it blows up on you if you're a closer. You're mad at yourself. You're mad because you've given up those hits. But leaving and going to the bottom of the ninth was big having just the one-run deficit. Now, I'm going to say this, too. We always talk about the baseball gods, about how the baseball gods giveth and the baseball gods taketh. Boy, where do you want to start on yesterday? Because I can give you a couple. Well, I was going to say in the ninth inning when Calarco gets the base hit to tie it, and it hits off the bag, carry him straight up in the air. Luke Hancock was diving for that ball. He wouldn't get into it. If that ball does not hit the bag, it's down the line. Kemp Alderman is at least at no, that, third base. That Calarco singles to take the lead. Yeah, that's to take the lead. And so Kemp Alderman may score on that play from first base. Now, Kemp is a little bit faster than I am. He's not the, the swiftest of foot, but he may score on that. We've seen a ball kick off down in that corner crazy. But then they get a ground ball out. Does that score the run? Hitting the bag, I thought, was a big break for Mississippi State. I was in the outfield and didn't see it cleanly, so I had to go back and watch the replay last night. I thought that ball had gone off Hancock's glove watching it live. Again, I'm half a mile away. And I was a little bit frustrated. But, oh, God, come on, can't we make that play? When I went back and saw what happened, I had the exact same reaction. We were dang lucky not to be down 8-6 to six going into the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, and then the bottom of the ninth, you got the bases loaded. Dakota at the plate, and he hits a ground ball. And it goes back to the this game. This is of, one of your baseball gods moments right here. It is. Right? If, it's a foot, if it's a foot to the left, man. And what do we always get so mad at Ron Polk for saying? That's baseball. That's baseball. That's a, that's a ball. Move it a little bit either way. I think if you move that ball to short, okay, so if it was going to be deep enough in the hole, even if you move it a couple of feet to the right, you're probably tying the game. You're not turning a double play there. If you move that ball a foot to the left, we're going home losers. Yeah. And I think back to so many times, I remember going back to the Ron Polk, that's baseball. We were playing somebody, and we've got runners on second and third, two out, Ricky Joe Reds up, and he just murders a ball to left, just kills it right at the left fielder who doesn't move, catches it, we lose. And Polk in the post game is just the philosophical guy he is. You know, well, Ricky had a chance to be a hero. He had, did everything he could do. I mean, that's baseball. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> 16-year-old Charlie wasn't so happy about that, right? You had many things that he could do with that cigar at that moment. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> but I think back to yesterday, man. How? What is our mood like right now? 
What, what is the difference in Twitter and the message boards right now? And how do you feel going home with a record crowd and having to take a loss? You think that, uh, what was the guy's name? I don't even know. I, I'm not a country music aficionado. Brett Eldridge, is that his name? Yesterday? Played? Yeah. How excited do you think the crowd would be to hang around to listen to him? <laughs> sing about the beat of the music or whatever it is. Had we gotten beat right there? Yesterday was a good day. Spring game. We needed that. Yeah. Did you see just – there were so many happy people. It was. It was, it was, a, it was a good day. It but was a, now you got to go win one. Yeah, today's a big day too. Hey, now I will say this. I think today is, is, is really big because when you start looking at how everything's coming, right now you're tied with Ole Miss. If you get to the end of the year, you need a tiebreaker. Today is going to be that, that tiebreaker. And two, you now look – we're a game up on Ole Miss, right? We're a game up on them right now. Oh, if you lose, if you lose, you're tied. tied. And then they've got a little bit easier trek. They've got three of the last five series at home. We got three of our last five on the road, including LSU and at Tennessee. Tennessee has not been great. They lost the first two games at Arkansas. Tennessee's five and nine in the league right now. They're only a game ahead of us. But they're a better team at home. They're a lot better team at home than they are on the road. Are they a better team with normal bats? <clears throat> Have I talked about how great this blueberry cobbler flavor coffee is, is this morning? Okay, well, I just just didn't know how the game changed when you. Had you know, to when people talk about the, the process of rolling bats, that would be a, sh- a show for another day about how you roll bats. I did hear one time you can actually send things, send bats off online, and they'll have people that roll them for you and send them back to you. Have you heard about that? No, I've missed this. Yeah, somebody saw the somebody saw the uh, the the. The bubble in the market. I might still be playing if I'd have rolled a bat or two, Bart. <laughs> well, looking back at uh, at the weekend and how we've pitched it and going into today. You cannot argue with our pitching. No, the pitching has been really good. Now, you ask yourself the question. We threw some bullets out there yesterday. We had Nixon threw one inning and then Dome threw right at 30 pitches in the last two. You may see Nixon. I don't know if you could get an inning out of Dome today, but we shot some bullets in that game yesterday. So now you ask yourself the question coming into today, how that goes. We're going to have low. Gerangelo is going to start for us. I'm going to make a couple of predictions for you, and they relate somewhat to pitching. Number one, we will see more walks today than we saw in the first two ball games combined. I'm buying. You got a couple of freshmen going on the mound. And there's still going to be a big crowd. I get it. It's not the middle game. But you think back a couple of years ago, the Tanner Allen triple, that was on a Sunday. And there was a bunch of folks here, and it got really loud. And I think after the win, you're going to see a bunch of folks here again today. On Friday, Ole Miss walked one, we walked two. On Saturday, Ole Miss walked five, we walked two. But, okay, I'm going to jump. ten. We're going above that. But I'm going to jump into there real quick. Three came in the ninth inning yesterday. And so pressure is a real thing. And yesterday. Decoyan was. Man, hey, that guy's going to be really good. That kid, he's a freshman. That kid's going to be really good. But yesterday, as a, as a freshman walking out there, the first guys walked. Then all of a sudden you come in. You get the bunt from Rashawn. Did you agree with the bunt call with Rashawn? I did. And, I, and I'm. And I had people around me who did not. And I was arguing for the bunt in live action. And so this isn't revisionist history, but I'll tell you why. 
first, I is I know Mershon runs well, but I did not trust us in that spot to have to get three hits, basically get two more hits to score, right? So I thought you need to get him in scoring position. You've got Ledbetter, you got Hines, and you take your chances. Then the other part of it was I was looking at who was on the mound, and you start to think about getting in somebody's head. There is a big difference when you are pitching with a man on first versus a man on second because he already looked a little shaky pitching to Larry, but now you put a guy standing down there behind him. And you can see him. And he's looking out the back corner of your eye, and you know this guy's got speed, and now I've got to be too good. I've got to be too careful. I think that works on you. And I'm, I'm going to say this, too. I thought later in that in that inning, Chris Lamontis and Jake Gotro did something that at the time I didn't agree with. And you're going to say, Bart, you're crazy. And I know a lot of people out there that know baseball are going to look and say, Bart, you're wrong. But – I may have had Dakota Jordan take a pitch on 2-0. Mm, I know. I, I, because he was I struggling so much. He was struggling so much. I'm sitting there going, you know what? I don't know if this guy can pound a strike in there right now. I know. I thought about it. But then I think back to how many times I have been arguing that that's the pitch. Now, Hunter Hines had it bad where he swings 2-0 and yeah. on a ball out of the zone. And then he takes a 2-1 pitch right down in the zone. But so, hey, here's what's – let's go back to that Hunter Hines at bats. Let's set the scene in the bottom of the ninth. We come in the inning down 7-6. Larry walks on four pitches. Mershon fouls off a ball on the first pitch, then gets down the bunt. Now, you've got the runner at second. Ledbetter is behind in the count 0-2. Took a strike, foul one off, and then gets four straight balls he walks. Then you have a wild pitch, and this, you talk about a game changer. You get a wild pitch, you got runners at second and third, one out. The double play is now off the table. Hunter Hines has the bat we were just talking about. He goes 2-0, and swing on a ball, probably shouldn't be swinging at. But that's the one I say, hey, man, you've earned the right, come out of your shoes, big swing right here. Then he takes a strike, and I'm like, oh. It was almost – like they decided, though, we're not throwing to him again. It's almost like they remember, wait a minute, we got that base open at first. Let, let's not let this guy beat us here. They weren't going to groove one to him on 2-2, two, two, and they missed. And that 3-2 pitch, it was like they tried to get a chase away, but it was almost like they decided we're not throwing it. We're not just giving in and throwing one over the middle to Hunter Hines. No, that uh... – that 3-2 pitch was, hey, we got first base open. And I'm not going to let this guy beat me. If he gets himself out, great. But I'm not going to try to throw one past him. And then the Dakota Jordan ground ball that will forever go in the books is a smash to left field. <laughs> Chris Lamona said after the game that he told Dakota, I've never seen a guy get that kind of reaction on a rolled over ground ball. <laughs> <laughs> so how about Dakota Jordan? And going back to your thing about the baseball gods, this is a guy that strikes out to end it on Friday, and he gets a chance a day later to be the hero. Okay, not to get too philosophical. Does he get the hit yesterday without Friday night? Because he's been in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, he's probably, if he's not been in that moment, he's probably geared up. But he had just, you know, he just 
had that happen to him the night before. And you wonder with some of these younger guys right now, a Ross Highfield, a Dakota Jordan, a lot of people won't think of Slade Alford being young, but he is. He didn't play much last year. And you wonder, to flip the script a minute, if you want to look at Decoyan for Ole Miss, will he be better in that spot next time? Next time he's on the road at Arkansas and they're playing in front of 15 people at Vandy, will he be better in that spot? That's the thing about young guys. There, there's a lot of growth opportunities, but it's a heck of a lot more fun to grow through a win, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It really is. So you look at today, and um, before we look at today, let's talk about our good friends at Cannon Ford of Startville. Cannon Ford, located on Highway 182, just east of Startville. If you're in the market for a new or used car, if you need the service center, spray-in bed liner, if you need your oil change, you need some new tires, tires rotated, whatever you need, you got some kind of blinking light that you don't know what it is, they can find out what it is. If you get bumped on Highway 12 today, because there's going to be a ton of people, take it to the body shop. They can fix anything. It doesn't have to be a Ford. They can get it fixed. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Startville. Chris Keene and his fine staff, their customer service is fantastic. And go by and see our friends and go where we go. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford. All right. Today we got Gerangelo. He's had the slow starts. You need Gerangelo today to go four or five innings. you got to have that. Four or five? If I told you right now, Gerangelo will leave the game after having recorded 12 outs. I'll take it. I'm sold. Give it to me right now. Absolutely. But then where do you go? Then where do you go? Do you – because now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we have freshmen. Do you go Sierra? you go in Gibbs? you go in Tapper? You go in Forsyth? I mean, where are you going? Can Casey come back and throw a little bit? Yes. He threw a little bit on Friday, probably come back today. How many pitches did Casey Hunt throw on Friday? He only threw 29. 20 of them strikes, by the way. That's your answer, isn't it? Holcomb's done. Holcomb threw 60 pitches on Friday. I cannot imagine you see him. No, not at all. And, hey, here's the thing, too. We talk about us having difficulties throwing strikes this year. This weekend, we've thrown a higher percentage of strikes than Ole Miss. We've thrown that right at 65% strikes this weekend. 65 and two-thirds on Friday. Then yesterday, we throw 63%. They throw 62%. So, both teams have thrown strikes this weekend. Now, you flip the script and you talk about Ole Miss. J.T. Quinn, the freshman, going to draw the start for Ole Miss today. Remember Tom Quinn, his dad? Rotation guy, 1991, Mississippi State. I had not realized that was his dad until just recently. But, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Wasn't Tom Quinn the guy, this is back early 90s, 90, 91, that, like, injured his foot getting out of the shower? Didn't he slip getting out of the shower, hurt his foot? He was a rotation guy, and I think that stopped his season in, like, 1990. And then he came back here in 1991. That would have been Jay Powell's freshman year, right? Yeah, that's right. So, I guess Jay and Tom Quinn played together. And so, Tom Quinn started in, like, 13 games. He had, like, a 5 ERA in 1991. I think Tom moved to Tampa. Don't they, I think they live in the Tampa area. And then JT, a freshman at Ole Miss, is going to draw the start today. So, you know, that will be a kind of an interesting – Moment for him, and I'm not sure if uh, you know if Tom and those guys came back. Hey, one thing we haven't talked about: Friday, the Ron Polk statue 
saw saw a lot of former players. And, man, it was awesome. I'm talking about great Steve DeHercule. I mean, Jack Lazorko. Steve DeHercule. So I told him the story about running into Gene Stevenson, the former Wichita State coach up in uh, Omaha a couple years ago. Love that story. Oh, yeah. And Gene Stevenson says, Steve DeHercule. Of course, Steve DeHercule was a shortstop from Florida. Steve DeHercule started on the mound in 1981 at Clemson against Wichita State in a regional. Wichita State, that was the year they had Joe Carter. Long time, what, Indian and later Blue Jay? Yes. They had all those guys. Phil Stevenson, they were stacked. And Steve DeHercule came in from shortstop and just shoved it. And so it was funny, and I was talking to him about that yet, uh, on Friday. And he says, you know what? It's been 42 years, and I can still hear the guys in a Wichita State dugout saying, they're going to start their shortstop. Guys, they're starting their shortstop. We're going to rack this guy, man. And he says, I was so mad out on the mound. I was furious. And he said, if those guys hadn't said anything, I'd probably just go out there and just – you never know what happens. He said, but I just – I had that bulldog mentality just because they were out there making fun of me. Well, you know, Bart, there was a time that I sat in the stands and I looked across the way and I said in a super regional, these guys are going to start their third baseman? <laughs> and Bobby Dahlback of Arizona did a pretty good job of shoving it in game one. That's one of the sixteen, didn't he? It's one of the thing about this game, man. Start running your mouth, it'll humble you in a heartbeat. Golly. Oh man. Tennessee did a lot of rumbling last year, and they're getting humbled a little bit this year. And you know what? It's good for them. I've kind of enjoyed it. I have too. Hey, All we- right, today, a couple of questions for you. I was asked, and somebody told me the other day, I never know if I'm getting half full or half empty bar when I turn on your podcast. I think today is half full bar. We're going to test that a moment. Today is 50%. All right, so here's my question. I said earlier that we'll see 10 walks exceeded today, that that the two teams will combine to walk double-digit players, yes or no. Oh, absolutely. All right, I also believe that this is a ball game that will be the highest-scoring ball game of those that have been played. Can I take it a step further? How surprised would you be today? To see a 10-run rule either way. Not terribly. I wouldn't either. Not terribly. I think this is one of those games where you could have some meltdown. And am I right that the biggest home run we've seen this weekend is a two-run homer? That is correct. That will be exceeded today. And Ledbetter took that one off the carpet. That was a breaking ball that was like six inches off the turf. I predict three-run homer or bigger today because the reason you've seen so low home runs is we haven't been given a bunch of free passes free bases are what kills you and it hasn't killed it killed Ole Miss in the ninth ninth inning yesterday was really the only time this weekend that either team that's it that's it man now we've committed some errors that haven't helped us allowed a run to score and so that leads then to this I was about to go there yesterday we sat Amani Larry Played Mershon at second base, and then we pinch hit with Isaac for Forsyth. Swing Mershon over to shortstop, and then bring Larry in the game to play. That's your lineup, probably for a little while, isn't it? Yeah, and it's amazing in the game. And we always talk about sometimes things just work themselves out in the game. 
I think what happened yesterday has kind of made Chris Lamonis' mind for him. I think it makes it an easy decision when we get to the ballpark today. If it even is a decision. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think, I think think yesterday kind of worked itself out. And now you're going to see Imani Larry at second, and you're going to see Mershon at short today. I feel like that's probably got to be a 98% fact. And then the question for me is whether Mershon feels it better at short than he does at third. Because this has changed in the past week because other guys have been playing and making errors. But as we entered last week, Mershon, who had played in limited games, was in the top ten in the league in errors. You had number one and number two on the list, and then you had number eight. So it's not like he's played it clean. And the other thing we know is guys will get a chance again. So I'm not I'm not saying you you bury Forsyth, but it, it, at a minimum he, he needs a day or two off. Scotty DeBrule needed a couple days off a couple years ago, and it, he, it worked wonders for him. Now, I will say this, and I'm not picking on anybody, um, but yesterday, which was a big error in the game when Slate offered, made the throw across. I think they gave an infield single to Groff, a run scored on the play. It was two outs in the inning. You know, Slate's gotten really – he really loves to throw it off balance and whip it across sidearm. I thought yesterday was a day where if he feels that ground ball and just plants that back foot, it makes a strong throw over. He gets Groff and that ends the inning. But he tried to flip it across. And so that's that's one thing that, you know, going forward, that's a mechanical issue. That's something that you can you can can fix. But I think today, without doubt, the the fix is Mershon at short and Amani Larry at second. Any other changes you'd make? I mean, I think you gotta ride it the way it is otherwise, don't you? Yeah, I think the, I think you do have to ride it. And All right, so let's talk about it. what are you going to do with Bryce Chance? Next question. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised in the ball game on Friday that we didn't see him pinch hit for Forsyth in the eighth. Either him or somebody else. Yeah, that's not a knock. I mean, you feel like at that spot, maybe even going with Isaac, maybe go with Downs or somebody – but you're down a run right there, two outs. It just felt like you needed somebody that could – had a better chance to find a gap or maybe drive one out. Yeah. But such is well, such is the way of baseball. Yeah, it's always easy to go back and second guess. You know what I never second guess? I've got to do the math in my head here. That's country-pleasing sausage. I never yeah, second so guess. we had a bunch of it out. There was a bunch of it out in the outfield yesterday. So, yesterday was one of the first times. Hey, I got to see Chris Weems, by the way, Did yesterday you? of Tracks Plus. I got to eat the food of Henry Cooper with a little country pleasing. We went yesterday with the jalapeno cheddar, of course. That's the mainstay. But then they were breaking out like jalapeno and black pepper. There's a lot of different jalapenos now. And and they were going with a lot of them. You know, here's the thing about uh, what Henry's doing that at Country Pleasing. If you go into Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence, here's one thing that they have that is really good that you can buy at the butcher shop, and that's their, their seafood boudin. They make boudin down there now. It's really good. Some people like boudin. Some people don't. I kind of like boudin, and I like their boudin. But their sausage is their staple. And yesterday we had jalapeno and pineapple and pineapple and pork we were kind of a pineapple guys out there yesterday and i was right it was pepper jack and green onion yeah that's what we had yeah and so can't go wrong with our good friends at country pleasing and also when we're sticking to food 
Heartland Catfish. Need to have a big fish fry out there. That's what we need to do. We need to fry some fish sometime. We've only got one more game at home this year we're not broadcasting. Out of the 33 home games this year, we have to broadcast 30. So we've had two games that we can hang out in the outfield. We've only got one more. We need to get some catfish from our good friends at Heartland. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish. Can you fry catfish out there? I was going to say, don't you probably want to grill that? Well, you could. You could grill it. You could broil it. You could do whatever you want. That's what they do at Taylor Grocery in Lafayette County. They've got the great fried catfish whole. they got the grilled. they got the blackened. Taylor Grocery, one of the best catfish places in the world. Taylor Grocery in Lafayette County. And they get it from our good friends at Heartland Catfish. All right, Charlie. Today's a big day. Today is a bigger day for Mississippi State than it is for Ole Miss. I agree with that. I completely agree today with that. Today is an imperative day. It is a vital day. You start to look and you think, all right, is there a road to Hoover? And the answer is yes, but that answer becomes a much tougher yes with a loss today. I agree with that. And, hey, the league is crazy, man. I would have thought Georgia is the no-doubt team that's going to be left at home. But, man, they beat Florida on Friday. Got walked off yesterday. Florida had to win in walk-off fashion yesterday 2-1. to one. And so let's look at how the weekend has gone so far. Auburn and Alabama have split. Auburn won 8-4 to, eight to four on Friday. Then yesterday, Alabama came back and won 4-2. to two. Georgia won 13-11 against Florida on Friday. We talked about Florida winning yesterday 2-1. to one. Missouri salvaged the game in that three-game series out of College Station, so Missouri takes one of three this weekend against Texas A&M. Vandy and South Carolina have split this weekend. South Carolina won on Friday 14-6. Then yesterday, Vanderbilt bounced back an 8-5 win in Nashville. LSU won yesterday, scored a run in the bottom of the eighth inning. They beat Kentucky 7-6 yesterday, and so LSU wins two out of three this weekend down in Baton Rouge against Kentucky. And Arkansas has won the first two against Tennessee this weekend. Arkansas 5-2 to two on Friday, and then yesterday 6-3 to three over Tennessee. So Arkansas has won the first two from Tennessee this weekend. So right now, Georgia's 4-10, we're 4-10, Ole Miss is 3-11. There's your bottom of the league right now. Missouri's 5-10. So, yeah, today is really, really big. Arkansas has a game lead over LSU right now. They're 10-4, LSU is 9-5. That's the top of the league. A and M is seven and eight. Bama and Auburn are five and nine. We're four and ten. Ole Miss three and eleven. Vandy twelve and two. Carolina's ten and three. Florida ten and four. Kentucky ten and five. Tennessee five and nine. Missouri five and ten. Georgia four and ten. So that's a look around the SEC. All right, Charlie and I have the call for you later today. One o'clock at Duty Noble. Should be a little bit cooler today. Temperature around seventy. Got a little bit of a wind. But a nice day at the ballpark. Should be a nice day. And barbecue sauce will be flying in the lounge, to borrow from our friend Lane Burroughs. That's my prediction. Walks and home runs today, Bart. It's home run derby. Who can survive? No doubt. Well, thanks to our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. You can order the coffee. You can order the mugs. You can order all their trinkets, whatever you need. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Go to Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. Cannon Ford of Starkville. New or used cars. The service center. Need a new spray and bed liner. Need the body shop. Cannon Ford of Starkville. 
And then Country Pleasing Sausage. Go to countrypleasing.com if you can't find it. If you live in Orono, Maine, and you say, you know what, I want to try Country Pleasing Sausage, they can ship it to you. Heartland Catfish, and they serve it at Taylor Grocery in Lafayette County. And then Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your banking needs. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee, Super Bowl all weekend.